Hello, 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 Facebook. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Teresa Gamble coming to you live virtually from the Business Talking Library. We have a mindset matters taking place today with our none other than Thomasina N. Gaskins. She is the guru on credit, business credit. She is going to make sure that we have our stuff together, that we know what we're supposed to be doing, taking advantage of these offers so we can make sure that our credit score goes up and not go down. If you have not had an opportunity or a chance to look at the highlight video or to read up on Thomasina, we are talking to someone who is not only an expert in the industry, she has over 25 years of combined experience in the public and private sector. So we want today, we invited her to launch and start off our Mindset Mondays. Yes, in the Business Talking Library, she we're going to talk about um, credit and collection strategies. And she messaged me earlier and told me you need to have had pin credit cards and credit card offers did y'all hear what i say y'all need to have pad pin your credit cards and your credit card offers because she is gonna talk about these different opportunities that we get probably bombarded in the mail with as well as current credit cards that we trying to be able to either reduce that or we using it to to get cash and run our business and all that stuff. So she's going to teach us today, um, not just teach us, but show us some strategies and how we need to shift our mindset on dealing with credit and collections strategies to be more effective in the industry. So I am going to hush up my mouth and I'm going to present the song and introduce the others, no other than the queen of credit, Miss <laughs> Thomasina and Gaskins. Woo -woo! Hey, lady, how you doing? Good. How you doing today? I am awesome, awesome, awesome. Been wrapping up and waiting for this session. We had a good one last week with Tiffany with social media about setting up our shop. So now I am anxious to learn about these credit card and collection strategies so i do have my pad in my I'm, I'm ready i'm ready i'm ready so i'm being quiet so tell us a little bit about who is thomasina gaskin you know what's your why and why finance finances why is that such an interest for you okay um well first off um i am in the i've been in the financial industry for most of my um career and um, because of that, I think God has put me in a place to continuously grow and learn more with each career move that I made. I've always looked at life like once you learn something, you need to make sure that you give back, right? Um, a lot of the times God gifts us in ways that we can't see during the time that he's delivering it to us. Um, but once we become aware of what God has blessed us with, we're supposed to reach back and make sure that the next person in line understands it. Um, I've been blessed to be able to see business from multiple um, aspects and credit and regulations and lending 
And what I've learned from that is that most people go into business because they just want to go into business because of what they're good at. And a lot of times they're not good at the financial aspect of it. And I feel like that's where my niche comes in. That's where I'm able to come in and show you what you need to know and how to maneuver in business. And the reason why I told you to bring a, a notepad and credit card offers is because I have a degree in business um, and the concentration is in strategy. Um, I had to learn law, I had to learn marketing, I had to learn all of those things. But the thing that caught a hold of me the most was the financial part of it. And most of us will get offers in the mail and we will shred them, throw them away, throw them to the side. And we currently have credit cards, personally and business-wise. We don't really know how that really works for us. And so my goal today is to teach you how to use those offers even if you don't have an offer, but you have a credit card, how to call your credit card company and ask for what you already are receiving that you don't know that you have available to you. I spoke about this at one of the other, um, one of the other sessions we had, and I kind of gave a brief summary. So what I want you guys to do, everybody that's a part of this, um, this webinar today, is I would like for you to write down your credit cards if you have any, just write down the names of them. This is for me is like a um, credit card 101. Like if you were in college and you were taking a class, they normally don't really teach you these things in college. To be honest, you can have a finance degree, you can have an accounting degree, but you won't really know these things until you actually take action, until you start using credit cards. And even still, you don't know it because they don't tell you that. So I'm about to give you some information that you might not otherwise know about um, that can help you have lower interest rates, can help you have zero interest rates, can help you have um, increased credit lines, can also help you transfer balances where you never carry a, a interest, any interest. So once you write down your credit cards, I want you to write down the credit line. Also write down your balance. If you have, if you know your interest rate, write down your interest rate. I don't know how many credit cards you might have because a lot of people have a lot of credit cards, which is the reason why a lot of people are in debt. Um, but a lot of people live off of their credit cards. A lot of people do business off of their credit cards. So it's not a bad thing. It's actually a benefit to you to use them. That helps you build credit. That helps you have resources. That allows you to get equipment and loans and things like that. But what we hear a lot about is credit card management. Um, with people, we see signs everywhere where people saying, I can help you get your credit reduced. I can help you get things off of your credit. But right. what you right. need to know is the fundamentals of why it's on your credit, why it comes back on your credit, how you can get it off of your credit in a way that you don't have to worry about it in the future, how to become disciplined to the point where you know what's going to keep you with a higher credit score and what's going to keep you with the low interest rates and how you're going to get the offers without soliciting them. Um, so if you wrote down what I said, even if you did it for just one, you can do it for one card. But what I want you to do is repeat this pattern for every card that you have. Even if you have a loan, 
right? A business loan, a credit card loan, um, any of your loans, you can pretty much do this for it, to be quite honest. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to, if you have an offer, you know, the promotional offers that they send you in the mail and say, hey, we want you to do business with us. Right. You know, get a credit card with Citibank, get a credit card with Chase, get a credit card with American Express. Uh -huh. Well, obviously, they're all competing for your business. And so what they're doing is they're enticing you. They're saying to you, um, we want you to use us instead of the other one, right? Or use them in, use us in addition to what you already have. Or take all of your debt and transfer it over to us. That way we, we gain your business. Well, what most people don't know is even without you receiving that in the mail, like you, if you have a credit card right now, you can call your credit card company and say, you know, I'm feeling as if I need to be able to save more money. I have another credit card. They're offering me a lower interest rate. And I really would like to know, you know, they're offering me 2%. Two per, two I don't know what your credit, you know, what the interest rate may actually be. But you say they're offering me 2.99%. Usually they, what they'll do is they'll say, we're giving you 2.99% for 12 months or 24 months or six months. And then it goes to a higher interest rate, right? right? right. So what happens is most people just say, okay, well, I got that 2.99% and I know it's going to go up in six months and they just leave it there. They don't call back. They don't even negotiate with other credit cards to see if they have a 1%, 1.99, They're competing, so they're willing to give you what you want. Mm -hmm. You just have to know that you have that option, right? Right. So you call in and you say what I said. I am right now happy with you guys. I would love to do more business with you. I would actually, I haven't even thought about transferring all my credit card balances over to you but i need a lower interest rate is it wow. possible that you guys can give me something lower than what i have but what you do before you do this is you call each one of your credit cards the little the little steps i just told you to take where you write down what your balance is you write down what your interest rate is and you start comparing Right? Right. You have one credit card that's let's say is nine percent, fourteen percent. That's more reasonable most of the time. You may get an offer in the beginning at zero percent, two point nine nine percent. It's not likely that you're gonna have a zero percent for the life of your card. Nobody really has that. Um, but however, they'll give you it for six months. And when you put all those cards that you have or all the different offers that you have. And you write them and you say, okay, on this card, on my Chase card, I have a 6%. On my Citibank card, I have a 14%. Which one sounds better? The 6%. Right. So common sense would say to you, well, why am I carrying this other card that's at a higher interest rate? Wow. But because you don't know that you can change that, you stay with it, right? Right. What you're also going to do is, Say you have a third card. It's a retail store card. And you know, that was a pretty high. So you may have a 24.99% interest rate, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, I know I do not want a 
24.99% interest rate. But that city card with the 6% is looking real good, right? right? So, but my credit line, this is why you're writing the credit line. You're writing the balance you owe. You're writing the interest rate. You're comparing all of your cards, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to transfer anything. You can just call each one up individually and say the same thing I said a little while ago. Which was, hold on, let me repeat it back. Mm -hmm. Make sure I got it down pat. I am right now happy with you guys. I love to transfer all my credit cards, but I need a lower interest rate. Right. Okay, got it. You can also say if you got a balance transfer offer in the mail. Okay. You guys sent me an offer in the mail. It's at 6%. But I already have a card that's at 6%, right? Because the city card was at 6%. Right. And I don't really see the purpose of why I would want to come to you guys. When you already, already have half one at 6%, right? Right. Okay. But I just want to know, can you guys do anything better? The thing that you don't understand is that they can always do better. But they're not in the business of telling you that we're going to automatically give you 0%. You don't know that I have a whole little chart right here when you call that says I can offer you 0%, I can offer you 4%, I can offer you 9%. Mm -hmm. It's just like rolling of the dice. That representative has the choice to say, you know what, I see that they have 3%, but I'm going to give them 9%. They, they had 14% and they were, have, they were just saying, can I get something lower? Right? Right. <laughs> but you don't know, you can probably go all the way down to 0%. Hmm. Right. So how would how would a consumer know they can go that low? You wouldn't. You okay. just call and you ask the question. Yeah. I I would like to know what my interest rate is. Right. Mm -hmm. They tell you, ma'am, right now your interest rate is fourteen percent. You also want to know how long is it fourteen percent for? Is it fourteen percent on all of my purchases? on everything that I buy? Is it that way for the life of my account? Or is it that way for six months? Right? Mm -hmm. So then they say, um, well, ma'am, for example, after they tell you it's 14%, then you say, well, can I get something lower? Do you guys have anything lower than that? And they say, yeah, actually they have a, you have a 9% that's available to you. And then of course you're happy because you got a 9%, you got five points less than what you were at, right? Right. Then you say, okay, well, I also have, this is another thing that most people don't realize because they always talk about credit card mix. Okay, mm -hmm. the type of credit you have determines the score you have. Hold that thought, on, on Thomasina, Ivory is saying, so you need to know what questions to ask when right. you're calling the credit card company. Okay, Right. keep going. Credit card mix. The credit card mix is basically, there's a ratio, right? Okay. There's also, um, when, when people talk about disputes, they're talking about disputes with the actual credit bureaus, maybe not necessarily with the credit card company. Mm -hmm. You can actually dispute things with the credit card company directly, things that have been reported to the credit bureau. A lot of times when you go through a dispute, they will say, well, you, did you talk to the 
um, did you talk to the merchant? Did you talk to the credit card company before you disputed it? And sometimes, depending on the situation, the credit card company can change everything that's been reported. Like something as simple as your address, you you moving or something like that, and your mail gets returned. They can change everything on that's been reported to all good, all great behavior and pattern because you didn't receive your mail. So a lot of the times when you're looking at the credit card mix, you want to make sure that you're not above 33% of your credit card, your credit line. So your balance shouldn't be above that, right? Right? Because okay. now you look like you're not responsible unless you're paying your balance in full every month. Right? Mm -hmm. If you pay your balance in full, every time it gets reported to the credit bureau, there's usage, right? But there's no balance. So that means that you're responsible. And so your credit score is going to go very high. Right? Okay. Um, if you have multiple cards, um, that you have now written down and you now see it as, okay, this one I have a 14%, this one I have a 6%, this one I have a 9%. What if I did want to transfer all my balances? Because most of the time when you get those offers in the mail, that's what they're saying. We want you to come to us and you can transfer some balances over. But of course you got to get approved for the credit line, right? Right, right. right. So you can write down all the stuff that you want to write down, right? You can write down, my balance is this, my limit is this, my interest rate is this, and I want to transfer all my balances. But they only approve, say, say you have $20,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm -hmm. But you get a new card and they only approve you for $5,000. You can't do anything with that other 15, right? Wow. It's stuck. Right. But you can also talk to them. And you can say, well, I'm trying to actually transfer more than what I've been approved for. And then can you guys look at that? Because I really like doing business with you. And so you tell them based on what you look, what you're looking at, you've added up all your balances. You can clearly see that you owe $20,000. <laughs> well, obviously you don't want them to approve you for $20,000. You know why? Why? Because then you transfer $20,000 over to a $20,000 credit. Now you just write at your, you 100% in debt on that credit card. Right. So you don't have no credit limit. You don't have no wiggle room. Right. Okay. So you can make several decisions. You can decide to transfer a portion of your balances. You don't have to transfer all your balances. You can transfer half of a balance from one card, mm -hmm. you know, a third of a balance from another card. And that way you even out. If you were at 100% on one card, right, mm -hmm. and they approve you for this $5,000, mm -hmm. you can say, you know what, I want to take 3000 of it and transfer it over to that $5,000 card, right? I want to take 2000 of it and I want to transfer it over to that $5,000 card. But let's just say they only approve you for 500 right? And you got $20,000 and you're like, okay, well, that's just a new line of credit for you. You don't have to even use it. You can put $50 on there and use and, and you know what I'm saying? Pay $5 or something over 10 months, just something to make it show activity yeah. and responsibility. Okay. But okay. on those other cards that I told you to write down, what's the interest rate? You call each and every one of them before you even start discussing a credit line increase and all of that other stuff. You call every one of those cards 
and you say, you don't have to make up any kind of thing about getting something in the mail. You may have gotten something, you may not. You don't have to have gotten anything. You can just call and say, you know what? I can have a credit card with y'all. I've had a credit card for however many years. I'm a loyal customer. I need a lower interest rate. You know what I mean? I need a lower interest rate. It will help me out a lot. Do you got, can you guys offer that to me? And they may say, yeah. They may say, no, I'm not guaranteeing you that every time there's something. Because what does happen sometimes is if you haven't had a great payment history or you've had some over the credit lines or anything, or you're really high, close up to your, your limit, that decreases what's available to you, right? It doesn't mean there's nothing there. You just may not have a 2.99%. You may have a 6.99% and that's it. Where somebody else may have 10 different things on there. They may even have something that's saying they have a credit line increase available to them if they want to take it right then and there. You can always call your credit card company and say, one, I want to know if I, I qualify for a lawyer's interest rate. Two, I need a, can I have a credit line increase? Right? They can tell you right then and there, yes, you approve for this and yes, you approve for this. Now, if you get a credit line increase, then you can say, do I have room to transfer a balance over? Because now, after I look at all my other credit cards, this one has to, I already asked you for a lower interest rate and you gave it to me, right? So now I can take this other card, balance and transfer it over to this one because now y'all gave me the credit line increase. Even the credit line, even the promotional offer that came in the mail, that offer isn't good as the one you just called and got over the phone on one of the cards you already have. Okay, so I have a question. With that being said, by asking the two questions, do I qualify for low interest rate, low interest rate, or can I get a credit line increase? Could that be applied in this current pandemic that we're in right now for people mm -hmm. who are trying to prevent their credit score from plummeting? Well, the thing is, a lot of them are automatically giving that anyway. Like a lot of them have taken and given zero percent, okay. just automatically. There's no interest right okay. there's no fees there's no interest um they may offer you a credit line increase based on the fact of your history you know with them um some of them are offering emergent emergency increases um some of them are not because they're looking at whether you're employed and they don't know how long you're going to be laid off right. so right. some of them consider that a risk mm -hmm. um but yeah that that that's so what about their current balances they had before the pandemic? Are they mm -hmm. doing payment arrangements? Are they doing, mm -hmm. you know, putting yeah. those pass-through payments at the end of the, you know, balance? Mm -hmm. or? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I kind of forgot. Some people don't do this, but um, a lot of people do, and you sometimes forget about it. You can get insurance on your cars for job law. You can get insurance mm -hmm. when you apply for a credit card. You can say, well, I want to pay $5 a month. $2 a month, you know what I'm saying? If I lose my job or I get dismembered or something like that, a lot of people have that and they forget they have it. You know what I mean? They're looking at it like it's just a finance charge. Right. You can call them up and say, do I, do I have any coverage? Even on your car loans and your signature loans and lines of credit, a lot of people have those. Some banks and credit unions require you to have it because it's insurance for them. Right, you know what right. I mean? And so when you call, you say, do I have that on my account? And they may very well say, yeah, you do. Guess what? Some of them will pay your minimum payment for you 
until you go back to work. Some of them will actually pay your full balance. To pay it off. Pay it completely off. Right? Which is a good gesture. So when they are get back up on their feet, they'll come back to them to do business. Right. Okay. But it, but but the way they're looking at it is in twofolds. They're looking at it like, okay, yeah, they'll come back to do business. But that insurance is like a a, a, a middleman, right? Mm -hmm. So they're protected and you're protected. Right. Right. They're saying, okay, they pay, the company is not paying off the debt for you. It's an insurance company that's paying it off. Just like if you had something happen at your house, right? Okay. So they're basically saying this is a win-win for us. If you get this insurance, that's why some of them require that you have it in order to have an account with them. And the only ones that really require you have that is if you're trying to build your credit uh -huh. um, and they feel like that you need it, they need a security blanket with you. Yeah. So yeah. there's never a problem to call up your credit card and use the benefits that you have, right? You, you don't just call your credit cards, you call your insurance company, every place that you owe a balance to, that you're paying a payment to, you call them and ask them, what, are your, what do I have available to me, right? Uh -huh. And I, the reason why I'm talking about personal and I'm also talking about business, because a lot of times they're one and the same. Like right now, I'm speaking off of what I'm going through with my, my career during the day. Hold on one second. I got a question. How about rebuilding your credit from a bankruptcy? Is there a different strategy than what you're saying now? No, it's pretty much. Well, what I'm talking about now is, if you don't have that kind of situation. Okay. But if you have a bankruptcy, it's still about rebuilding your credit. So you might, you're not likely gonna get a bunch of offers in the mail, right? When you file bankruptcy, there's an automatic stay where people can't you know, come after you depending on what type of bankruptcy you file, right? Okay. So if you file a bankruptcy and all your assets are you know, put into a trust and you have to make payments and they, reduce your interest rates because a lot of times in a bankruptcy they will reduce your interest rates to zero they will also forgive a certain amount of the debt that you owe to the creditor okay. um some creditors don't even get included if they don't file a proof of claim it's just basically them saying that i am asking for this person to pay me in their bankruptcy because they owe me a debt if they don't come forward to the bankruptcy court and ask for that money to be paid to them then they're not included in your um, your bankruptcy unless you tell the debtors that you owe this money. Yeah. But, um, most of the time, they're going to put you at zero percent, or they're going to reduce it so that you can make so you're able to be able to make the payment. That's the whole purpose of the bankruptcy, is to be able to allow you an affordable rate to pay to all of your creditors. Okay, that's good. So to circle back to what you were saying about business, about balance owed, about asking a question, what do you have available for you? Now that's for the personal individual. How would that work for business owners? It's, it's the same for the business. Okay. Um, what I was saying um, was that it's the same scenario. The only difference is that they're looking at the business credit. You work it the exact same way. Um, when you start out trying to get a business account, it's usually based off your personal credit. Mm -hmm. You have to show some kind of collateral, right? For them to be able to be willing to provide you with a line of credit. So you can get like a small credit card for maybe $300, $500, $2,000, $5,000, depending on what your credit score looks like personally. That's really what allows them to decide what they're going to lend you um, 
and what your capable, your, your purchasing power is. So usually you go through your credit union or your bank and you say, hey, I'm starting a business. They look at what you have. Do you own any assets? Do you own a house? You know, what do you own that we can attach to in case you default and you don't, you know, pay your debts? And so as you're, you get this card, you'll start getting more cards. Just like you, it's just like, um, it's just like when you go off to college or you graduate high school, even if you don't go to college, the first thing they start doing and they made up, they, they changed the law where they couldn't send them at a certain age, mm-hmm. but they used to send all these documents in the mail asking you to apply for a credit card, a student credit card and all these things because um, they want you, they want to, they want to basically, you're the new, next, the next um, client for them, like the next best thing popping. And so same thing with the business, you're starting up, you're new, Let's get you a credit card in your hand. Let's get you moving. It's what you do with that line of credit that determines the next line of credit and what you're available to get as an interest rate. So if you're building credit personally, you're not going to have a whole lot of offers. You will at the beginning, but you have to, it's like a teacher used to say, I'll give you an A, but you have to keep the A, right? Um, And then you can always manipulate your numbers, people think that once their credit goes bad, they're just done. You know, like there's no way out unless you go and pay somebody to um, take stuff off your credit and stuff like that. But the problem is somebody can take something off your credit all they want to, right? Mm-hmm. Fix it up for you, get you up to seven, 800 score and you start the same behavior from before, having your cards up too high, right? The balance is way too high. You got too many cards. You don't have the right mixture of loans and things like that. And so your score drops right back down. That's why I said the education part of it is what's key, right? If you don't know and understand how all of it works together, business and or personal, you'll keep having the same problem. Right. You're going to make sense. That, That makes that makes sense with your quote. Um, what you said that we keep repeating what we don't want to repair. That that right. was profound. I like that. Right. If you never, it's. It, I mean, it's like a child. If you never teach a child how to ride a bike, they may get out there and try to ride on their own and may master it. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like we tell, we we teach our kids and then we send them out to the world and they make their own decisions, but we gave them a foundation. If you never got that foundation, if nobody ever taught you about how to actually educate yourself on a credit card, on a loan or any of that, or how it mixes up when you go to buy a house, when you go to buy a car, when you go to make all those big life decisions, you may not do it right. And it doesn't mean that you're stupid, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. It means that you just never got taught. And that's why I always want to give back what I've been taught because I know there's so many people that are not being taught these things and they're very simple things once you get the concept down and you understand put all my credit cards down on the table which ones am I using the most and how are they benefiting me some people don't even know that people buy houses on their credit cards wow cars on you can get a credit limit there how to buy a house yes ma'am oh lord and so these things that we don't know is because, again, how would you know? 
And would you know to ask for something like that? Like, no, you'd be like, who in the world is buying a house on a, who is doing that? <laughs> but it's a lot of people doing it because what they've learned is how to master. It ain't, it's not, you know, some people think it's about how much money you make, right? Right. It's not about how much money you make. You have to make the money to afford the bill now. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, but you also have to have the right credit makeup to have the credit score because you can go out here and buy you a hundred, you know, 200, 300,000, $400,000 house because you have a great credit score. And at the end of the day, if you don't hardly have any bills and all you got is the mortgage, right? Right. That's what they're looking at. How many right. bills do you have? Right? right. I don't want right. to lend anybody money that they got so many bills. If something happened, if it's an emergency, they ain't going to be able to make their mortgage payment. They ain't going to be able to make the carpet. They ain't going to be able to pay the credit card. So that's why a lot of mortgage companies that I have heard and come in contact with in the past, they will always tell individuals with a lot of that multiple debt you're referring to to either try to pay it off mm -hmm. or get the balances down, work out some type of arrangement. Or what about somebody who don't have any credit or they always use cash all the time? and they don't have the credit activity. Um, well, that normally becomes a problem when it comes to them needing to be able to verify, um, you know, if they're trying to buy something major, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't have the cash back and to be able to just say, hey, here go the cash to pay for me a house, you know what I mean? Then they need to show some kind of credit. And so that's when they start billing their credit. Um, now, again, if they have some other kind of asset, a lot of the times the banks will make that work. You got something that's worth what you know what i mean you're trying to buy and then some we're gonna give it to you you know what i mean right, right. um they're gonna give it to you they're gonna make it happen um i was gonna say something earlier about uh I, you know kind of what i'm dealing with at work with a lot of the people um uh, i was gonna say how the business and the personal runs together okay right? um the purposes of just being clear um they run together, but they're separate. So I want to make sure legally you understand that they're not one and the same depending on how the entity is set up. But for example, if you own your own business right now, today, with what's going on, I mean, a lot of both businesses open back up today and stuff like that, but people have to recuperate, right? From what happened during these months where everybody was shut down. And then if your income comes from your business and your business was closed, where your money at? You know what I mean? You may have had some savings, but how long can you live off of those savings before it starts to affect you, right? So when everybody starts to go back and they, they're in the hole, they're trying to go back and start their, open their business back up, like a lot of us are business owners, and you're trying to get out, and you're trying to, okay, let me get my clients up, let me make sure that um, I have all the tools I need to be able to um, get them to buy my products and my services. But I've been in the hole for two and a half months because I had to make sure I took care of everything else because I didn't have no cash flow coming in. I was using my reserves, mm. right? So then that's where those credit cards come in. That's why I was saying so many people don't know what people use credit cards for. And what I see on a daily basis, most people, um, you know, again, just to be frank, a lot of people are looking at what other people have and don't really know the suffering they're <laughs> having. 
to uphold and see, you know what I mean? So if I went and think about like this, like I said, if I went and bought a house for $200,000 on a credit card, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody else seeing it like, oh my God, because they, I mean, you're not paying the $200,000. You got it on a credit card. You're making a minimum payment. Your minimum payment is your mortgage. Your, matter of fact, people will go get a mortgage from a bank, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. then they will get a line of credit that's just as much as what that mortgage was on a credit card. And the interest rate on the credit card will be 0%. Wow. So why would you keep it on with the mortgage if you can get it on a credit card for 0%? Where they're not paying no interest, just paying right. on straight principal. And to make it even better, let me explain it a little bit more easier for you, too. There's a game a lot of people play. So all those offers that are coming in the mail and how I was kind of just explaining the basic part of it, mm -hmm. I gave you a, okay, say I'm Citibank, right? I gave you an offer of six months with 0% interest, and you're happy because you're paying 14%. And for six months, I'm going to save 14% on whatever that balance is that I owe. So I'm going to take that six months, right? Mm -hmm. When the six months is up, it's going up to 12%. So I'm still winning because it's still less than that 14 I was paying on the mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. But just before the end of that six months, guess what we do? <laughs> we call the other credit card company. Do you have anything that's 0%? Oh, wow. Do you have anything that's 2%? Do you have anything that's lower than that rate is getting ready to go up to this 12.99%? And they say, yes, of course we do. Because we want all that money that you got sitting over there on that other card. Because now we, we can add that to our revenue base and we can say this is another client we have. So yeah, we're going to give you the money. And guess what? We're going to give it to you for 12 months. So now you got 0% for 12 months. You had it for six months. Now you got it for another 12 months. And guess what happened when that 12 months get ready to be up? You call back again to see. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And so a lot of these people that you're seeing that, you know, you're like, how in the world they got this and they got that and da-da-da-da-da. That's the game they play. They know how to play it because somebody's taught them how to play it. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us never get told these things. Honestly, I would have never known until I started working for the credit card agencies. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I, that's how I learned that people had credit lines that high. I mean, I remember being like 21 saying, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> I literally was like, this older woman had bought her grandson a motorcycle, a Harley Davidson, a Harley Davidson. And she said, well, we're at, they were at the, they were at the Davidson dealership. And she said, uh, why? Well, I, I know they just, I just called my credit card company the other day and they told me I could get, uh, 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 I think it was 2%. And she said, and they're at this dealership offering me 6%. And I want to get it on this card. And I said, for your grandson? And she said, yeah, yes, ma'am. Can I do that? And she used that very same credit card and got him that Harley Davidson on it. And I saw that happen over and over and over with different types, you know, different people, different places, men, women, young, old, you know. And you will see somebody that is 20, right? Mm -hmm. We see it. We see people riding around and 
you know, beautiful Jaguars, Mercedes Benzes, you know, big, huge, beautiful Jeeps. And you're looking at how young they are, you wonder, now how in the world? I know they ain't got, you know, you think, oh, <laughs> mama, daddy got some money or something like that. Sometimes they just have gotten within a short period of time, six months, three months. Usually it's a good six months that the credit that they look at to say, are you a risky, you know, buy, birth, um, are you a risky purchaser? Six months to a year. Um, you know, what do we want to do as far as this person goes? They'll start sending you notifications that they're going to increase your credit line. Actually, do you want to accept it or they already did it? So what I'm saying is, even though somebody 20 can do that, no matter whether you're 50, 60, 70, 80, you know what I mean, 40, you can always change your behavior. You have to learn how to mix it up, right? You have to learn how to sit down and say, am I the problem or am I just not knowledgeable? And so now that I know, this is what I'm going to do. Put all those credit cards on the table. Put the one on the table if it's one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you never got one and you just been like, I don't like using credit cards. I'm, a, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna use that cash for everything. At some point, you're gonna need to have some type of credit unless you're just able to buy everything with cash, and then you're fine. You get a credit card. That's the one type they want you to have. Then you get a loan, a signature line, a credit, or something like that. Um, and then you get a vehicle loan. All of those different lot types of credit leads you to get the ultimate things that you want. So they want to see that when you go to buy a house, when you go to buy a car, depending on what kind of car you're trying to get. You know, how much is that car? If you get in the third or fourth car, it get more difficult the more you want unless your credit score is just perfect. Right? Right. Um, so anybody got any other questions? I, if, do we have any questions in the chat or the q and I mean, this is good. I was taking notes, but I love the statement you just said, you know, to ask yourself the question or the call to action, change the behavior, you mm -hmm. know, and ask yourself the question, am I the problem or am I not knowledgeable? That That is very profound because right. a lot of time it could not be a behavior issue that mm -hmm. we are a big spender or we're right. a risk taker. It's just mm -hmm. because we don't know because right. either we grow up not having. Right. And we see our parents have those things, but they don't share how they went about getting those things. <laughs> right. Right. Or some parent or some parents, they were cash purchasers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all they did was, hey, I want this furniture set. <laughs> I want a car. I'm gonna put this money to the side and I'm going to buy what I want. Right. You know? Tiffany say, she say, my mind is blown. She said, this is amazing. I feel so empowered. I will Good. be implementing these strategies now that I know. And Ivor said, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and that is why I wanted to launch when I was putting this together to really highlight the experts, because people need to know who is in the room in the business talking library that right. I was very strategic on who I invited and with Thomasina's background and what she does during the day, she is a validated, trusted, vested, credible source when it comes to finances. Mm -hmm. So Thomasina, I know you're preparing and working on some things. 
you know, of your upcoming workshops because our people need more of this, especially right now with this pandemic, with these stimulus mm -hmm. checks, with this mm -hmm. PPP. How can they reach you or what upcoming events you have coming up that they can connect with you to get these strategies down packed? Because I got a page full of, I got about five pages of notes. I promise y'all I do. You know, um, what they can do is they can go to my website or my email. Um, my website is positiveinfluence.me. Okay. Um, and send me a message through there. We can schedule an appointment or whatever needs to be done. Um, I can also be reached at 904-652-5117. And then my email is PIMFSW at gmail.com. So is there certain hours of operation? Because I know you have a day job. So what's mm -hmm. the best time for them? The to best time is after six. So like six to 10. That's fine. If you reach if you reach me around ten o'clock and I mean you send me a message or something around ten, it's fine for you to send it. I may not get to you till the next morning. Um, and if I do catch you the next morning, I'm just gonna let you know what we're gonna schedule an appointment for later in the day. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I have no problem with going over anything that you have a question about because, like I said, my degree is in business. Um, my concentration was in strategic management. And so I know a lot about um, a different, a lot of law issues and business setups and things like that, that um, a lot of people aren't aware, you know, that I have knowledge of. And so you can throw any question you need to put out there to me. And if I can answer, I'm going to answer it. If I, if I can't, then I'll direct you to somebody else in the business, <laughs> in the library. That's good. Hi, Bernice. Hi. Bernice Loman has joined us. Um, so I have a question, Thomasina. With mm -hmm. um, you talked about the questions we need to ask our credit card companies with current credit cards. Mm -hmm. You talked about the offers that we get in the mail from other mm -hmm. companies that's trying to get us to switch over to them. What right. we need to say. You even mm -hmm. talked about making sure we have insurance on our car loans. Our uh, signature loans, things mm -hmm. that we're that we were paying on before the pandemic, to right. call in to see if they could either make the monthly payments or pay uh -huh. off the balance. Right. And then you were talking about um, Tiffany asked a question earlier about bankruptcy, mm -hmm. about making sure you had an automatic stay in place, mm -hmm. which puts your creditors in a trust. Where you pay a zero interest rate on all those bills. Mm -hmm. the, then, um, the automatic stay, it may not guarantee a zero percent, but it's usually um, lower so that the payment can be met. Awesome. So I'm just recapping because Thomasina dropped us a whole bunch of nuggets in this room tonight. If you're not in the room, but my most important thing is even the people she was saying that did that handles do a lot of pay your bills with cash. You don't have any credit activity. So when you go for those big milestone purchases like a house or a car or a boat or a motorcycle, they're going to be looking at credit history, not cash paying history. Mm -hmm. So that's a good note because some business owners operate that way too. Mm -hmm. They do straight cash. Right. So and, we and have to go ahead. Know, let me say something real quick about that. Um, so a part of this payment protection plan, that's where a lot of people um, was kind of falling short with putting in their applications because they don't have a paper trail. 
You right, know what I mean? Right. And so you need to be able to show your payroll, even if it's just you. If you found your, if you the only employee, or it's you and your spouse, or something like that, they needed to be able to see your tax return. That's what they were going to use in your bank statement. Something that shows where you paying that, you know, money in and out. And so if you're doing a lot of cash transactions, what do they have? You know that you're paying it. Right. But they have no trail, no paper trail for you to prove it, which was making a lot of people get um, declined. Wow. Um, Ivory has a question. She said, can you do a list of questions that we should ask in different credit situations? That's, that sounds like a book, Ivory. I think, I think we need a nudge. Thomas needed to write a book, you know, questions to ask the creditors. I know that's right. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Well, as soon as she gets the list available, we will make sure we'll put it out, how to contact her through her order form for y'all to get that list because that's a valuable list with mm -hmm. 25 years of experience. Mm -hmm. So before we go, are there any last minute questions for Thomasina where it's dealing with credit, collection strategies, you know, how to keep, especially during this pandemic where you can be able to kind of rescue or band-aid your credit score, she just encouraged all of us, whether you got a balance, call each one, put your credit cards on the table. Let me get the steps out. She said, lay your credit cards out on the table, your loans, anything that you're paying on monthly. She said, you need to write down the credit line, write down the balance, write down the interest rate, and then you need to repeat those, that trend, those steps for each card. Mm -hmm. Then you need to compare and co contrast which one is helping you, which credit card is hurting you. Mm -hmm. And then the first question she said, you know, when you get the offers, am I um, right now? I'm happy with working with you guys. Mm -hmm. I love the I would love to transfer my credit cards to you. However, but I need a lower interest rate. That was one of the questions Thomasina gave us that we need to ask the creditors. Mm -hmm. So she is giving us a call to action. We can rescue and save our credit if we deal directly with the credit card and the loan providers, not going through the credit bureau. Because mm -hmm. she stated we will get more better results dealing directly with the credit card or the loan companies than we would going through the credit bureau. Did I get that right, Thomasina? That's correct. Okay, that means I was listening, y'all. I was listening. <laughs> so I just yeah. wanted to I just want to thank Thomasina so much for being with us this evening. I'm gonna give you the final mindset Monday thought for the day. Cause I already got your amazing quote. Change the behavior and ask your question. Am I the problem or I'm not knowledgeable? Final words, Thomasina, before we leave for this evening. The final words is to make sure that I didn't say this, um, but in the process of trying to better your situation as far as credit wise, um, I said this earlier about don't be hard on yourself if you did make bad decisions or you just didn't know, but make sure that each one of those ones that you look at, those credit cards, the, the loans and all that kind of stuff, you're trying, even if you can't make immediate changes to them as far as interest rates, you may not be able to make a change on some of those retail cards because a lot of those don't offer it unless you're getting a new purchase. Um, but you want to make sure that when you write down what the balances are, that you're trying to bring it below 30, 33 to 30%. You want it to be at that because that also lowers your debt to, uh, debt to income ratio. Um, and so when you want your credit score to start going up, 
you want the balances on those cards to start going down. So you want each one of those cards to be at least 33%. That don't mean you can't use it all throughout the month. You can use it as much as you want to. When it comes down to the date that 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 statement closes, which they call the cycle date, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that as of that date, it shows that you was at 33%. Wow. And do not go out the next day and <laughs> add the money right back on there. Because it's a couple of days before it reports to the credit bureaus. Right? So... So do you suggest? So do you suggesting for them to wait at least seven to ten business yes. days? Okay. Yes. And then after that seven to ten business days, if you want to go pay your rent on it, your mortgage, whatever it is you want to do, go buy you some clothes. If you want to go do all of that, fine. Just as long as you made sure that it reported on the credit bureau at your cycle date. Find out how many days are in your cycle on your statement. It's usually on the top right hand corner. It says how many days are in the cycle. The cycle date is the day from, okay, when your payment date is, um, it's usually 25 days or 28 days or 30 days. So it'll be automatically due that many days from the date it was due. So if it was due the 5th and it's 25 days in the cycle, then it'll be due the 30th, right? But I'll have to explain that to you better. I'll do that one on a little chart for you. But basically, all you want to do is make sure you keep it at 33% when it reports to the credit bureau so that that makes your credit score start. In like two to three months, your credit score will be going up and up and up. And you just keep doing that. Okay, Tiffany Tiffany said that. So that was a problem for me. It seems like the cycle date changed every month. So I was making a payment after it reported to the bureau. Yeah, it shouldn't be changing every month unless they have you on uh, like 25-day or 20-day cycle. And it depends on how many days are in the month because that's how it's calculated. Um, but Tiffany, we can talk off to the side if you need to, and I can, you know, try kind of go over it with you um, because you can change your due date. You know, you can call your credit card company and say, hey, I need to change my date, you know, yeah. um, and they'll change it and then it'll fit better to, you know, even if it's 20, 25 days, 30 days in the cycle, it'll fit more closely to what date is easier for you to pay it off at that 33%, you know, each month. Wow. Last question. Because you, you make you trigger something. Experian got their new app now where they use your monthly expenses to record to the credit bureau for those who pay cash all the time. Mm-hmm. It, good or bad to use? It couldn't hurt you. Okay. Um, it couldn't hurt you. I, I would think that would be a good thing because they're using, they're also using normal expense. Even if you do, even if you don't just use cash, that's another trade line that's being added to your credit. Um, to show a positive payment history, so it's good. We're paying your rent, utilities, condo, internet, but you know, cell phone. They are kind of going more towards using TransUnion now, um, which it used to be Experian and Equifax. Equifax used to be the primary, then it went to Experian, and I think they start kind of transferring up every so many years. Okay. But when they pull the credit credit now, they're going more kind of with TransUnion. Okay. So do you advise, even with them pulling and laying all their credit cards out, mm-hmm. to at least pull their credit report to uh-huh. see what's being reported versus the bills that they're getting? Yeah. And, um, you know, they have Credit Karma and I think Credit Sesame and stuff like that. It'll give you alerts for free and stuff. But you can go to um, myannualcreditreport.com. You get mm-hmm. that free every year. Every 12 months, you can get it free. And it gives you all three of them. Okay. And, um, and then you... Pull, just pull them all down, save them to your desktop, your phone, whatever it is, and you'll be able to see 
what's reflecting on your credit. Like, okay, this is on here. I didn't know that was on here. Maybe something that you can get taken off. You know, you can dispute it like that. Awesome. This is um okay. Tiffany say, "Wow, really? I transunion good info." Well, I just want to tell you, thank you so much, Thomasina Gasson. It has been amazing on this ice at Monday. I, every time I hear you speak, I learn something more. I know these ladies is talking about these list of questions. <laughs> Tiffany say she about a book. You know, I about a book too. So we gonna have ladies. We gonna have to help Thomasina push this book out. Because okay. it is so valuable, and so we won't fall into um not knowledgeable category. I want to um, throw so this out there too. I know we got we out of time, but um, I used to teach it too. Um, I used to go to the elementary schools and teach um, about you know how to write a checkbook, how to know the difference between a debit and a credit card. You know all the little main things we need to know and understand. Mm -hmm. And so if y'all know any little girls, y'all know anybody in need of things like that, if it's grown people that just need to know, like, I don't mind doing a, you know, a training so we can kind of just get a basic understanding. And then okay. where you need the help at, you know, then we can discuss privately what I can do to help you in those areas. But I'm open to that. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Tiffany say, I would love to bring my dance team to you. So she has a dance team of girls. So okay, we that, make it happen. that will work. Well, we won't hold you long. We thank you so much for spending this Hope Hour Convo with Thomasina Gaskins, the Mindset Mondays for the Business Talking Library, where you we have listened, we have learned, and we get ready to launch, y'all. This is your host, Teresa W. Gamble, the founder and CEO of CRPC Consulting, and the business talking library. I would say she got some young mothers too. All right, ladies, y'all got to connect with Thomasina so she can get these groups going. Let me know the feedback. I would love to hear it. So thank you again, Thomasina. Final last words, and we got we going on for the night. Y'all be safe, be blessed, and uh, good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Thomasina, so much for your valuable information and your time. Have a great evening. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.